All right, welcome to another episode of the Streaking Lawn podcast, an exciting closer and closer to football episode. I've got Caroline and Zach both with me again. Caroline, hello. How are you? Uh, hi. How are you? What's I'm great. I'm, I'm well rested from vacation. So apologies for uh, missing uh, a week there, folks. So uh, we're back. And uh, Zach, Zach, an exciting week for you. How's, how's dorm life? It's good. I mean, it's an adjustment, but uh, you know, the the heat is probably the worst part, and all the the walking I have to do. But oh, uh, no. you know, we're we're a week in now, and and I'm feeling good. You have AC in the dorms, though, right? Yes, I do, and we have wow. three fans. You, you, you zillennials, or whatever we call you, were <laughs> no AC back when. Caroline and I both yeah. lived in the IRC virtue. Anyway, uh, this is a podcast yeah. about UVA we sports, not, <laughs> not, yeah. not uh, residential life uh, at the university, but uh, plenty to catch up on and talk about as we are two, well, I guess now under two weeks away. Oh my God. Can you believe football. it? From kickoff summer oh thank god summer's almost over what am i saying <laughs> it's gonna be hot for a long while so don't, don't. you worry but uh, i'm i'm trying to manifest fall i've like put my candles out <laughs> i i think i got the starbucks we have pumpkin back yeah, notification on the app or no. something today and and the yeah, Oktoberfest beer is all over Wegmans and everything. So they're trying to force the issue, but uh, it's yeah. still summer. <laughs> Labor Day is I'm not well. here. But when Labor Day gets here, we will be playing William & Mary that weekend. So plenty to discuss with the Who's, but I think a good place to maybe start is with uh, some more national news of the Alliance. <laughs> hey, guys, do you want to be in an alliance? We are in an alliance <laughs> Absolutely, with the other coast. And flyover country north. Uh, so, <laughs> Darns, you, you were following this pretty closely for uh, the, the media uh, announcement today. I know the news has been trickling out for you know, a week yeah. or so. But first off, what is an alliance? Wikipedia defines. Webster's Dictionary defines. So the alliance is... And I don't know, there was a, there's no real agreement yet. It's funny you know, to, on what to call uh, it, you know, to the easy, what, what phrase they're going with. So the Alliance is just what we've kind of been rolling mm-hmm. with early. Um, but it's legitimately the ACC, the big 10 and the PAC 12 uh, commissioners. And I'm not kidding you. This phrase was used. It's a gentleman's agreement. Excellent. Um, they looked each other in the eyes and shook hands. There's no contract, which is one of the more interesting tidbits to come out of today's joint press conference from the three of them. But basically, it is a decision to kind of strengthen each other's positioning when it comes to reach and uh, competition, question mark. Okay. Um, and I say in that sense, the big emphasis of this release, and again, we, it all the, all the discussions really started popping up in earnest after Texas and Oklahoma was confirmed to the right. SEC. No one knows really what's going to happen with the Big 12 or however many they have now. Um, and basically the other three of the Power Five conferences, the ones I just listed, we're all like, hey, let's like be pals and stuff. And so the idea they said wasn't primarily driven by financials. Lies. <laughs> like, um, <Yeah. laughs> but 
the idea is like basically in not they emphasize scheduling in I don't know why they said like football, men's basketball, women's basketball, and Olympic sports. I'm like, that's everything. Like basically mm-hmm. they're going to uh, prioritize each other in the non-conference when it comes to scheduling, which it, honestly, I will say, I like that. I don't it's hate the that. Closest I think it's the closest thing kind of fun. to a concrete explanation of what this all means. But yeah. again, like you said, there's no contract and there's no set, like we will play you know, every team will play XYZ at least one other game. team yeah. from right. each of these other. Co- There's nothing along those lines. And it's across no. all sports. So you really couldn't do that logistically anyway. So. Right. And the other thing that's. <laughs> it's, so the Big it's Ten still and up ACC, in the ether. Like there's clearly, no actual. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And this is like the starting point. Like this is the start yeah, line. Yeah. Like, there's no, you know, from here it's this. And there are already, I think they said 103 football games scheduled between the three conferences if you include Notre Dame over the next what or whatever it is, like however far sure. out they've scheduled into, you know, the year 3000. Um, <laughs> but so there's already been a lot of scheduling and they said specifically that they aren't going to interfere with any current contracts. So they're not going to say like, we're going to go and cancel all of our games with SEC teams. Mm-hmm. Um, they did say that there is potential so all of these conferences the part that i'm really actually kind of interested in seeing how it plays out is tv rights and coverage so this might benefit pac-12 maybe the most out of anybody um because their conference channel like nobody gets the pac-12 network even the people Mm -hmm. in the pac-12 and i know the irony of saying that as a virginia resident who has comcast and other than (laughs) one fluke day doesn't get ACC network if I don't pay out of pocket for Hulu plus or whatever I'm paying for but like Pac-12 is like it's really hard like it's not even in any of the packages if you get like I get Big Ten network and I get ACC network through Hulu like you can, it's I don't know I don't even know where you find it like I think you have to like stream it like whatever bunny ears what? on top of your TV to get it <laughs> like, <laughs> no clue anyway but this is something where now you're going to see more of those games like the Pac-12 is going to have like an ESPN game because they're playing a uh, ACC team or they're going to have a um fox game because they're playing a big 10 game in in football so some of Mm. that is like to you know uh, and again like the acc and big 10 already have a whole dang challenge like that is highly publicized in both women's and men's basketball um because espn carries the games so right exactly (laughs) so these are the things that you might see more of and and there could be a chance that the pac-12 commissioner uva law grad by the way um was he was one that was really the only one that strongly said he that the Pac-12 supported the playoff expansion which was another question they were asked um both Phillips and Warren for ACC and Big Ten respectively did a lot of hedging they were putting up a whole nice Mm -hmm. garden with all the hedges they were throwing (laughs) out um but he was like yeah we're for it which isn't super surprising because really Mm -hmm. that's the only way the Pac-12 is going to comfortably get somebody in the playoffs. Whereas, you know, Clemson and Ohio State and whatever have been consistently comfortably in that group. But yeah, um, they, they he mentioned specifically, yeah, we are contracted for nine conference games right now. But if, the, if we go down to eight and the ninth game is promised to be against either the ACC or the Big Ten, like that's negotiated in the alliance. In that contract. In the alliance. If it's within <laughs> the alliance, then that's negotiated right. for them. So there was a little bit of info, a lot of like, 
a lot of chances for jokes when you say gentlemen's agreement um and there and there was a lot of emphasis on like keeping the college athletics model and and using it as like a safeguard to college athletics as we know it type thing which i don't necessarily understand what that, that doesn't mean anything yeah like that's not that's, anymore yeah <laughs> i don't know what that meant um but I don't know. It'll be interesting. It said <laughs> it was unanimous also, from the 41 schools. There's nothing schools. to prevent UVA and UNC from joining the Big Ten tomorrow. No, Besides so what was already no con- in like, place to prevent hey, no, that. No, they which, made eye contact and shook hands. Right, right, right. Which when <laughs> right. money is swear, involved, okay. you right. know, always holds yeah. up compared to making more money um, across yeah. the board. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm not trying to be cynical to say I'm against the alliance. I, <laughs> don't go against the alliance this early. I like, hold strong as part of about. a new member of the alliance. Um, you don't know what they're capable of. It's just of. like, wake me up when it actually means anything tangible. And the closest thing we have to that is some notes about how to further increase the interest scheduling uh, between the alliance uh, i'll stop yeah. but you know and that's exciting i mean that's <laughs> I, th- I think we would all rather see um you know more name brand out of conference games uh, you know i like playing a yeah. woman mary especially a state school smaller school for for yeah. those things but after that I, I think the other only exciting part is that hopefully it's some sort of like you said step one towards not letting the sec dictate the future of of college football and if that's ends up being true like that this is step one towards that then that's great because i think yeah and it makes sense for those three yeah it makes sense for those three to like because honestly look sec will still have you've got great matchups in the sec they're still going to be exciting but I don't, it's not, I don't feel, they don't have everything, you know what I mean? And so there's definitely plenty of good football teams in the Big Ten, um, even if it's a lot of punting, that's fine. Um, And then if, and look, and we've talked about this before, ACC football needs Florida State and Miami and honestly Virginia Tech to kind of get their act together. Um, Because these are still, like, I mean, you look at the way they're talked about preseason still, like, like they're still expected to be these name brands and if they're not very good then when a wake forest or a virginia have a you know strong you know, you know six and two or six and one record um then everyone's like oh everyone's just trash as opposed to like right. wake a couple yeah. years ago really wasn't that bad they were pretty good actually um but because they were beating the pants off of florida state or whatever um it just I mean it's the same it's you know like the old basketball arguments type stuff um so it, i think it is important to it's better for everyone when those teams are better and it gives them more you know credence is that the right word sure yeah absolutely i'm tired does the alliance has taken it out of does miami (laughs) taking it to alabama in week one help the alliance right yeah absolutely go book it write it down see now we have to plus whatever put some money (laughs) on it Heard it here first, and then alliance <laughs> allegiance. Like alliance. we gotta, you know. And um, I just have so alliance, little in the alliance, way of like. You know, <laughs> I know most people feel this way, especially most non-SEC fans. But like conference pride, <laughs> like what yeah. are we doing here, guys? Like 
I hate most of our conference because there are rivals, you know? It stems from them all doing the conversation about assessing your entire conference based on postseason. I mean, I think that's really where it stems from. And then then there's also the financial benefit to Virginia for having the other ACC teams do well. I mean, yeah, Yeah. I guess in the Big Ten ACC challenge, I want the ACC to win. But then you watch every game and you're like, "Mm, hope Duke loses. loses. (laughs) I definitely hope the Hokies lose. Well, well, how's the ACC going to win the challenge? (laughs) Let's go Boston College. Yeah, exactly. All right, Georgia Tech. Josh Passner, you get to win. Yeah. yeah, I like it when like, else. Maryland or Tech were the only ones like dragging the team down. You're like, come on, like it's definitely. <laughs> yeah, the, I mean, um, yeah, yeah, the the bants the bants are fun there, but I guess yeah. the next question then, Zach, I'll, I'll kick to you is is what maybe particularly exciting scheduling type of uh, across any sports you want to talk about, even you know what where does your mind go when you think of being more involved with the Big Ten and Pac-12. Yeah, I mean, my head automatically goes to basketball, so like that, that's where I'm thinking. But I mean, I, you know, Pac-12. I mean, uh, California, Cal Berkeley would would be great. I mean, because yeah. I mean, we've had a couple of really you know awesome games against them. Um, I think it's been a couple of years, but but we had some some fun like games against them that that were really competitive, and and it was nice to sort of be able to do a home and away with them. Um, you know, UCLA. I don't know, just for the heck of it, for the for the stature of it, um, yeah. and then obviously, you know, like Big Twelve. Um, you know, West Virginia. It, it, it's love to. See, it's awesome to see those two styles go against each other. Um, Throwing the Big Twelve in the alliance now, unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, they might be. They might be. Left, He's ready to like. You know, they're West not Virginia in the alliance, the and they're not in the SEC. So where? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're in, the, they're in no man's land. So yeah, I want to see them play West Virginia again too. Um, but yeah, I mean. I don't know. I, I got to get out of the, the the basketball brain, but I mean, it, I mean, when Oregon came to UVA uh, for football, I mean, that was I was there at that game. I got lucky enough that someone so gave me I. tickets. I mean, it, at least it was an atmosphere. Like the, at least yeah. it like gets it, you know. Those you Oregon fans were so that. nice too. I, they were. They were even the nicer out there. Visitors. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> out there, they were like, "You flew all this way to lose. Look at you. You're so nice." <laughs> yeah. Here we are. Uh, I believe Mike London's team showed pretty well in that USC game on the road. I remember a fake mm-hmm. punt that would have p- given the Who's a lot of momentum uh was was incorrectly called back but even though they lost the game and even though that call got blown they still had they, they played really well that, that it was like 17 14 i don't like, know it was really close. that we've had other close matchups in this work I'm, I'm probably forgetting a a close one that they showed out over the years but other than i mean i'm not counting penn state games um because we play them more historically and the sam finkel missing eight field goals or whatever doesn't count as a win in, in my book and like but, they called him finkel like he was ray finkel i think it was whatever thickened. his name is i don't care. i can't believe i just put west virginia in the big Ten. anyway it's fine of well because i mean look here's the thing I'm in the big 10 like for basketball yeah. It's yeah. super like you, Michigan State, right. Michigan, like those are Ohio State, even when they've played them so many times. Wisconsin, we want challenge. That's Wisconsin. <laughs> Football wise, that, I actually that'll get think, the viewership like, going. Right. Yeah, I think like, <laughs> I want to go see a game at Wisconsin for football. So I think that'd be kind of fun. Like, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Pac-12 for football. Like I have been to a game at Washington in Seattle, the stadium yeah. like right on. the. It is yeah. so cool. Like that would be a super fun trip. 
uh honestly basketball washington state do a little like tony bennett return tour you're like, gonna go to poland that washington i didn't say i was gonna okay, go <laughs> yeah, like you were saying you know we'll send going you. to we'll seattle send was really cool and washington <laughs> <Yeah>. state <laughs> washington state also exists um yeah. but you know like a little storylines there question around lacrosse you could see maybe a penn state game there does johns hopkins count since they play in the Big Ten for lacrosse, oh, then maybe that. you see them in the yeah, non-con then, again. Um, must, yeah, yeah. So I think, and you know, there's a bunch of in the one that we haven't said that I think is probably one of the most fun, like across a lot of things. It's probably Stanford. Um, you see some maybe women's soccer games, men's soccer games, um, women's lacrosse. Um, you could see a couple more fun games. Northwestern for women's lacrosse. Virginia lost to them two times in three years in the in the finals. Um, yeah, I was so going to say getting be... up to Chicago for, I mean, outside yeah, so Chicago I, for uh, you know, football would be fun. fun. ones in there. Now, what's really going to happen, we're like, how cool would it be to go to Wisconsin? <laughs> They're like, cool, you're going to Piscataway. And you're like, what? What? <laughs> Well, it will be interesting to um, see what it yeah. what it adds to in basketball um you know because they they want to keep it's not like that it's impossible to play big 10 teams outside of the challenge but the the, the challenge gets marquee tv revenue yeah. Yeah. so does everything yeah. become you can't you can't oversaturate that right obviously so they're not going to have like maybe they will they'll have like a, a challenge of the alliance and it's like games. a big round oh, yeah. robin every every team plays a team from the other two and you total up the yeah. you know conference i don't oh, know well this it, is setting itself up for like an annual like alliance tournament of champions yeah. and yeah. brand it and have it at one location and you invite four teams from each school for like a mini preseason tournament or you yeah. could just do the just acc like... and big 10 each schedule a pac-12 yeah. team every year because the acc and big 10 are already playing each other and then don't make it like a big challenge thing you just basically yeah. all that the acc would be doing would be adding a pac-12 team to the non-con every year yeah and i just hope there's it. no you know when i say that we don't want the sec dictating the future of college sports i uh, we also don't want them breaking away you know right. you, like i guess in football you have that built-in playoff um but yeah that you know a lack of integration between the alliance and the new sec like let's say the sec decides to in response just absorb the big 12 or something along those lines like you don't want two competing entities that don't right coexist at least i don't you know because no i don't either then there's yeah even if it becomes like then our champion plays their champion for the championship that's so lame like yeah they they should get to that point in the season just like they do you know historically so i don't know it's a lot a lot up in the air obviously and hopefully not all hot air hopefully not all just talk uh and we can actually get some concrete details of of ways this might impact virginia sports uh in the nearest future but speaking of virginia sports in the near-ish future um there's some football things to discuss i I haven't seen too too much you know in in the in the tweets and the chatter and stuff like that coming out i know this season in particular has been pretty uh tight as far as uh, insider info and and things coming about <laughs> about practice but i think there are a few topics um that, that we haven't covered uh, a couple weeks ago so you know like darns... that we have a new punter right oh, exactly well i mean that's a good one where you want to start transfer there? from florida mm-hmm. and he's like the favorite um 
I'm just super excited about because you know how I feel about punting. Um, big fan. Even though like now I'm kind of like I expect the team to be better than needing to have a really really good punter. I'm trying um, to think if there's a worse part of the football game to be right? super excited about. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, which, giving the it ball back to the it other says team. A lot. Yeah, it says a lot about the. So now that I'm like, <laughs> hey, I don't have to worry about that as much. That should also say a lot. Uh, contrary to popular belief, my friends, Lavelle Davis is not starting week one. I've already seen some people. He's not ready yet, guys. He might be able to come back. That is still the plan, that he would be able to return later in the season. He is ahead of schedule per Bronco Mendenhall, Mm -hmm. and he is actively trying to sneak into drills. So that's where he's at. He's ready to, like, um, but he posted a picture in pads, which has gotten, like, a lot of people like, oh, is he? Like, he's now. And Mm -hmm. I don't think he participated in hitting drills. It might have just been something. But we've been able to go to practice, like, once a week in the – we get like, we get to see stretching and usually special teams. Like they, nice. they'll kick field That's goals why you love punting so much. You actually <laughs> get to see the punting. <laughs> we get to see them do that. Um, but, you know, when you come back after to do practice, like post-practice interviews, um, you know, you'll see Lavelle. You see him walking around like he's at practice. He's dressed, not full pads usually. Um, or I haven't seen him in full pads ever. But that picture obviously showed that he was wearing them. Um, and like he'll be working the jugs machine close just you know handwork um with the other wide receivers um they uh broncos like really happy with where they're at um part of that is like having spring practice and practice again um he said he's treating them more like a professional team not like don't read this the wrong way like it was like navy last year where they weren't tackling but they aren't doing as many like run it having to run them through all of the like physicality of some of the stuff every single time or like go as hard as the way i understand it don't know if you know this but i never played football so take it with a grain of salt guys i think people who don't play football don't know but um so that's just to say like he's treating them like they would be um because they have a ton of experience Mm -hmm. um and they are really happy with and this is good news for people that were worried about the secondary very happy with AJ uh, Johnson um, who came from Louisville. Um, He was in the first Jersey selection group too. So to come in, make his mark, get a selection that early is good. Uh, Everyone has said he's the funniest guy on the team. um, So he's fitting in well. Um, Well, Yeah, that is the most important. I think (laughs) they get awards for that at the end of the year. Um, And same with Josh Hayes. Um, is that the right I'm sorry, names? I'm still working on the roster. You guys still getting it all down. Um, transfer from North Dakota State gotcha. has gotten a lot of high praise. So if you're super, super concerned about the secondary, which is fair, and I um, am, yeah, and <laughs> that's good. Um, you know, they were able to. The health of the secondary is good. The depth they're Not happy with. All right. all right. Yeah. Um, and uh, same. Honestly, like a few, like banged up here and there type thing, but no real anyway what other parts do you have questions about i'm happy to answer them well yeah i was gonna put zach on the spot and say (laughs) now that that we've heard some of this and and you know picked from news outlets recently what are what's number one or what are some of these questions that 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 you still have that we could yeah feasibly see earlier in the year obviously we all have questions like how good is the team going to be how are they going to stack up against <laughs> carolina etc cetera, etc cetera. but i mean um maybe more small picture rather than big picture things so i mean to go like position specific i mean 
it's still a secondary. Like it, it, I mean, once, until <laughs> yeah. you see it on the field, yeah. like it, it all sounds great to have that depth, um, you know, to considering the injuries that they've dealt with, considering the fact that they've had experience, got injured, you know, it, it's good to know that, the, that there's options there that we're not going in blind. Um, but until, you know, we're, we're facing real competition, that's still going to be a concern. I'd yeah. say, obviously, we're looking at the running game. We're seeing what we can get out of yeah. running backs. Obviously, the O-line is the O-line, but can the O-line generate a little bit more um, space up front, get some of these these running backs going a little bit in rhythm? Obviously, we have some experienced guys at this point, which is nice, um, but can we get somebody in a groove? Obviously, you know, they might rotate guys, whatever, but, you know, as long as we can – start generating a little bit more in the run game. Obviously the run game is, you know, losing its popularity, but <laughs> you got to be able to generate something there. We got to, we can't have Brennan be the number you gotta one. You got to keep him honest. Yeah. And right, I will say, right. I think, I think Bronco and Bronco's not a guy that's going to blow smoke. Um, mm, right. Yeah. I, I, similar to, you know, Tony Bennett's constantly going to be like, not good enough. And you're like, they just beat, yeah. you know, UNC yeah. by 15. They're like the defense. Um, yeah. But Bronco's one that one I open think three. That, yeah, <laughs> that Bronco will, <laughs> give it to you pretty straight and he seems very high on this running back group yeah um, it's a good and, group like they, they have yeah, options which which in sure. and, and to me that's what i'm saying like because that was also one of my so my three biggest questions were as we've already said secondary and then i go running backs and i go wide receivers um right. and i think the run i might take the running back group off my list for right now um, because not just bringing in Devin Darrington and having Mike, Mike Collins is a guy that I think can really make, could be the, the piece that they were missing last year. Like we know that we're going to see a lot of Wayne Talapapa. We know that. And he's earned it. Like it's, it's, you know, he's put in work and, um, he looks physically in great shape. Um, he looks stronger. He's got that, he's got that mentality. I think like every coach wants this type of player on their team. Like he's the guy that's going to come back. He, you know, the stories last year about like, he couldn't get in the gym. So he was running in the sand like that, you know, mm-hmm. like, he's that guy. Um, but the way that, that Broncos talked about the depth and the way that they're pushing each other and the mentality that they all came back to grounds with, like ready to go um, c- coupled with, like you said, the offensive line, which led the country, led the ACC. Let's not, I'll make second sure. Second in the but, country, yeah. Yeah, second in the country. In yeah. the creating, like, the most yardage before contact, they just didn't have anyone that could get through contact right. last year. And I think right. that with a guy like Hollins or Darrington, that could be different than what we saw last year. So I, I think that that's a very fair point of concern and one that has actually been almost fully alleviated and again we won't know until we see them play um but what i i think i've mentioned before but what i really like with brennan is he seems like ready to roll like dude has spent all year he's had a year to learn the offense and learn their stuff that now he's so focused on learning like he's reading the defense now like he's not going through in his mind like what is this play what do i have to do right it's what do i see in front of me how do i need to modify what i'm doing he just seems comfortable and yeah. it, 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 like just just his his sort of the posture that he's given off just just the, vi- yeah. the vibes yeah no he just seemed like he's he's comfortable and, he, and he's settled in yeah and he's gonna have options at wide receiver um right. you know especially Dontavian Wicks again another first first grouping pick for um yeah. for Jersey and uh um you know Rayshon Henry Billy Kemp's going to have like a million receptions. I, I really liked the way that Marcus Higgins described his, his abilities. He said 
he goes out and like catches the ball like he's going to aggressively catch the ball like he does not there's no situation which billy kemp lets the ball come to him like he's not a receiver he's a catcher (laughs) like he you know i mean like he doesn't receive he's not waiting for it he's not like here's i'm gonna receive this thank you he's like i'm gonna go out and take this like i'm taking it out of the air um and i thought it was such an i never heard anyone describe it that way and i was like oh that's interesting it's like in soccer they're like go to the ball (laughs) yeah yeah, (laughs) go to the pass Um, i'll just stay here yeah so i I think and then jelani woods right right yeah and so and the one piece we haven't even mentioned at all that i'm so fascinated and i hope that they haven't like completely this and it would be on me because i'm just like so fascinated by the whole process but keaton thompson (laughs) because he floats around Mm -hmm. so he's he's under an eye um and he kind of floats around and then he like pops in for position groups to be like gonna hang out with the wide receivers today or i'm gonna do some you know run some plays with the quarterbacks today and he's like they're coming up with stuff for me that like i've never seen anybody do in football and i'm like what that sounds interesting that Um, sounds bad (laughs) (laughs) there's the optimist and then the pessimist yeah (laughs) I would like, like fo- I would like football things, Keaton. Do football <laughs> yeah. things. Don't do it's non-football like, things. That doesn't. It's like Ted Lasso doing American football <laughs> right. and like British football. They have um, me quacking like a duck, and it, like, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I, it's one of those like the people have complained a lot about they you know play calling in a nine, like some of the stuff being boring or predictable, and I feel like that's right. not going to be remotely the case. And I think you know a nine is one of the people in college football that people in the sport admire his offensive mind and capabilities and they're reaching the point in the program where they have especially with the super seniors that they have people that are back and are familiar with the offense like this is where i feel like we're at a point where we maybe have not been yet because right. I mean? they're like under perkins they had some of those pieces that were really great, but not everything together. They didn't have all the experience. They didn't have the really strong offensive line. Like even if they had the explosive piece in Bryce. Um, And then last year obviously was its own thing. And even going like, you won't, we won't even talk about going back before Bryce because we clearly know that that wasn't the case. I just think this is the time where they have more of the pieces to potentially get more creative with the things that right. he already has thought about wanting to do, but actually it hasn't had the yeah. pieces to do them. Yeah. It yeah. seems like I mean, a lot of things are lining up to, to show yeah. like we discussed uh, in the last episode, like this being, you know, the next chapter uh, in Broncos tenure here. And that's for the whole coaching staff too. You know, it's the next chapter yeah. for a night and to have a more full covered, a more, you know, complete off season, um the the roster has to be where where they want it to be or or you're not you haven't done your job you know so yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they have at it let's see let's see some of the yeah. more creativity let's and there's like been creativity like <laughs> there's uh i mean there's creativity good uh which we've seen some some excellent drawn up uh game plans uh even, la- even last season the bat of course is it's the bad beat in the end zone. Um, thirty six to ninety nine. Right, exactly. Back to thirty six. <laughs> right, right. If you have, if you don't know what we're talking about, just Google YouTube. Uh, the UVA UVA bad, beat. bad beats with yeah. uh, what's his face on ESPN? Scott Van Pelt. Yeah, Scott yeah. Van Pelt. Yeah, them laughing at them. Get on your horse. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, the horse is on him. <laughs> 
<laughs> maybe I'll, I'll embed it in the article on the site here so you can get an <laughs> idea what we're laughing about here. But anyway, it was it was, so a, it was a great example of uh, overcuting <laughs> the offense being <laughs> being too silly. I don't know. We'll see. Hold I on. think the Victory last formation is right. apparently right back, right next to double quarterback. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the last uh, quarterback goes up and he's like, "We're doing the double throw." <laughs> yeah. Like in why the end zone. Right. Why not? It's fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to talk about the pass rush. Um, yeah. I feel like that's something, not necessarily to like point at any negatives, other than it's a question mark that I think we could be optimistic about the, the guys on the roster coming in um, for that. And uh, you know, Noah Taylor's still here. That's a huge benefit. Um, but Charles Snowden is not, and he wasn't the only <laughs> one, but boy. I mean, yeah. you know, he is all American <laughs> caliber guy as, as far as your edge rush uh, uh, and athletic uh, guys to put out there on, on the end. So, you know, that was our so depleted part of the depth chart because yeah. of guys sitting out for COVID and, and injuries and, and whatnot. Now you've had a time hopefully to build that back up, but you get your star player graduating. So you can't rely on him. Can't rely on uh, Zane in the middle, you know, that, that helps with mm-hmm. that. Uh-uh. It's, it's, it's a lot of uh, need for guys to step up. I don't, you know, I'm, I'm confident that they will. It's an, I don't feel the way that, like I do on the secondary, which is like, I'll believe what I see it. I just think it's something that, you know, we're going to have some new faces collecting a lot of big numbers and, you know, impressive yeah. plays here at those positions and, and, and not just the your, edge rush. I mean, same goes for the big fellas. Um, yeah. So to your point, I think really good point about with the secondary, I think the difference is, there are a lot of people returning that had right. struggles last year. So that's right. where for yeah. me, it's more like, I need to like, I need to see it and I to believe it type thing. Whereas like you just said, with the linebackers specifically, there are, uh, I'll get to the defensive line in a second, but with the linebackers specifically, there are now minutes available and people mm-hmm. to step into it as right. opposed to they aren't returning everybody to a, whatever, where you understand where you might have a, an understanding where you're going to get. Uh, Nick Jackson is going to be great. I cannot wait dude is very cool um and noah taylor like not no like it's i don't feel comfortable at all being like noah taylor's like the next charles snowden but in the physical sense of right reach and the space <laughs> all, he takes up yeah the yeah. space he takes up and this the drive and the speed like talking to him like that he is motivated uh <laughs> there's you know a couple guys on that especially on the defense that like they're in the Kyle guy post UMBC camp of my screensaver is losing to Virginia tech. And that's what I see every single day when I pick up my phone. Now that to me is a little much because I would not want to barf every time I picked up my phone, but <laughs> um, it's just like, that's the thing where it's like, okay, cool. Like they're taking that and they want to improve off of that. I'm really excited about Elliot Brown. Um, again, everyone like, and they're all like huge football players. So they all look like they're in great shape, but like they, they look very, physical like they look ready to go physically if that makes you know what i'm saying sure. that makes any sense whatsoever no keep um, commenting on the, the <laughs> so undergrad weird. children's Sorry, bodies I feel like everyone's like super strong um and then you have in that group like hunter stewart um mm-hmm. like i said elliot brown josh mccarran's a first year that might see a little bit more time one of the more highly a, touted recruits yeah. at least in that yeah. you do have a lot of younger guys in that group um but again, Josh Ahern is another one. He's a, he's a second yep. year that I think could be 
Um, and they talked a lot about West Weeks kind of being under Nick Jackson's wing. So I, I'm curious to see. So that part's going to be interesting. Um, with the line, we get back Aaron Famui, which is huge. Like Definitely. just at like you cannot overstate how big that is. Jameer Carter has gotten a lot of talk. Um, six two three fifteen. Um, Adib Atariwa, um, another me. guy that returns, previously played JMU, and I thought had a pretty good season last year. I think he had an injury issue late. Mm. Um, and Mandy Alonzo. So, like, you, you, there are going to be question marks in that group as well, but then you have names that you definitely recognize and that are good, not just like, oh, yeah, I remember that guy. <laughs> um, but, you know, you're also with, with depth there, you're looking at Samson Reed. Uh, Tommy Chris is a guy that comes back. Ben Smiley was a big recruit. He's in his second season. Um, so uh, there are definitely pieces there. And Clint Sintum, it was we talked to him yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just he's just he's just a cool dude too, you know. And, and there's something special about he was. I, you know, we asked him about coming back and playing for Virginia again as his. And it's like for the players, it means a lot to them because they see his picture on the wall every mm-hmm. day when they go to their you know to prepare McHugh and stuff and so knowing that it's important to him like that has like a little extra now that it doesn't with the other coaches but like just knowing it was that yeah. important to him this place meant so much that he came back to like do and um Chris Peace is back um mm-hmm. and that never hurts so um having him back as a grad assistant I think is I think Broncos called him one of the best like most dedicated players he's had in practice and mm-hmm. stuff like that so um this is, it'll be, I'm just so excited for the season to actually start for a lot of reasons, but like there are questions. There seem to be like, you'd get pretty good like grades if you've answered with what we know now. (laughs) Like if you filled this out on a test, if Saxon is, you know, first year class and they're like, tell me about this. And you're feeling like, well, this is a question mark, but and we like what we see here. Like you'd get like, you know, probably eight out of 10. You'd be doing all right. So C's get degrees, Zach. Don't forget that. (laughs) Do not forget. Um, So yeah, I think there's, it's fair. And I like that there's kind of low, not how to say low expectations, but this is a middle of the pack coastal team per expectations. And I think that that might be actually the best place for this team with this makeup, with these questions to start the season. All right. Well, I look forward to seeing some answers uh, to these questions against William and Mary, but next week, maybe we'll, we'll run down our, our whole schedule preview, talk about uh, some teams on the schedule for these who's and uh, make some predictions. But before we close things up this week, Zach, uh, hit me with some basketball recruiting news, por favor. Yeah, so I'm not 100% sure when the last time we talked about basketball recruiting on the podcast was, but a, a little while we iterate ago. if need be, all good. Yes. So obviously we had Isaac McNeely as the first 2022 commit back in January or early February. Um, and then over the summer, they picked up a, a recruit uh, in Leon Bond, this guy who's a 6'6 wing, uh, ridiculously long. I think he has probably like a seven foot wingspan. Um, don't know for sure on that, but you just look at him. Um, <laughs> he's going to be a defensive specialist. I mean, he, he sort of grew up playing as a big man. And so his offensive game is still developing, but he's got a good slashing ability, solid handle. The, the question for him offensively is, can he shoot? Uh, can he develop that? Frankly, it's not all that different from what we heard about DeAndre Hunter coming in. Um, but but Bond is going to fit that sort of like potentially small ball four mold um, defensive guy who can if he can develop a shot he's going to be ridiculous and uh, you know, right. I, I think you have to be really excited about him uh, his high potential obviously you've got the knock out of the park guy already in McNeely um, 
uh, Isaac is, is going to uh, just to reiterate after his summer, he, he's going to be special. I mean, right. the, the rankings probably haven't caught up and they might not for him. Um, but he he's he's the real deal. And he's got so much in his bag working for him. And then obviously recently um, there have been list cuts as we head into the fall. So um, there were a number of guys that they were looking at. One guy named Bryce Sensabaugh. I think I said that the name right. Uh, he cut UVA from his list. Um, he, he was a big guard sort of a, if, if anyone knows Trevor Keel's mold mold uh, type of big guy, but obviously they're uh, no longer in that. But then they're in, in the hunt for a guy named Ryan Dunn, who's a 6'6", mm-hmm. um, sort of big guard type. He's got really high potential. He's long, he's lengthy, going to need to put some some bulk on if he, if he comes here. Obviously, Mike Curtis will take care of that. But um, <laughs> he's really smooth, good kid. Um, I'd say probably UVA is the favorite at this moment in time against the field. All right. um, and, and, and so he's probably their, one of their targets for um, – a third spot. And then obviously the big one is Isaac Trout right now. Sure. Um, you know, if you don't know Isaac Trout, Isaac Trout is six, nine, six, 10 can shoot the heck out of the ball. He's basically what they want in Sam Hauser or what they had in Sam Hauser, but um, more dynamic and, and with potential to be better. More, he's a little bit more athletic. Um, and, and he's, they're, they're trying to, to pair those two Isaacs up. Um, it's going to come to, it's, it's kind of coming down to it with Isaac a little bit, um, just on whether or not it's going to be UVA. Right? Okay. We're probably going to be seeing some movement. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm just saying that um, if it is UVA, we're going to start to, to hear about things that might not be mainstream. It might not be like a commitment very soon, but um, things are coming down to it as we head into the fall cycle because Tony Bennett does not do long recruitments. He does no. not stay in them. He moves on. If, if his top targets aren't, aren't coming, then, then he's moving on and, and finding his next guy because he always believes that his Malcolm Brogdon is right around the corner. Um, and, and so, you know, Trout, if, if it's happening with Trout, we're probably going to know relatively soon. Um, I don't right. know if it is. It's probably 50-50 against the field right now. Um, but we're feeling good about it. Yeah, no, so we're, sorry, we're, that just 50 50 man always makes me go like, yeah, Gonzaga coming in, Gonzaga's coming in against Trout, and that's sort of the you know, one of the questions right now. Um, and then obviously, there's a guy named Julian Phillips who is a very, very talented wing prospect, um, sort of between a Dunn or a Trout. I don't know how serious he is about UVA, frankly. Um, I was I gonna be talking, I, I, I don't know, I mean, it's we're going to see what happens, but uh, I wouldn't bet that much on that sort of developing, but you never really know. Um, their people are putting out a big press push right now uh, to try and get them huh. established, uh, which has been interesting. Um, but uh, and, and Hey, man, then, those videos are, are looking sharp. They got... <laughs> yeah, they're, they've got a whole thing going right now. Yeah. It's a whole production. Um, power to them, though. I mean, yeah. you know, it's what it is now. It's all about the name, image, and likeness. Um, and then looking at, looking at 2023, you know, they've had, I think, three or four offers out now. Um, Caleb Foster was the big point guard recruit. He's likely right. going to Duke at this point. So we're probably going to be moving on. Um, 2023 is the point guard class. Now it was 2022. Now it's 2023. There's a variety of reasons for that. Um, namely, uh, somebody coming back for another year um, that would fill a spot. Um, <laughs> uh, and so 2023 is going to be the point guard year. They're looking at a guy, um, Reed Shepard, uh, uh, I believe one of his parents went to, went to Kentucky. I'm blanking. Yeah, him. I think um, his dad. His dad, I believe, played there. Um, but but Reed Shepard's the real deal. He's uh, similar to a McNeely role, combo guard, 
point guard, shooting guard, whatever you want to call him. He's very, very good. Bennett stalked him in early June, um, and he's probably going to be their top guy for 2023. Um, and then they're going to look, you know, to fill, they're going to need a big at some point. Um, but that's sort of where we stand right now. I think right. I read, so if you guys didn't get to see it, um, Jackie Franchuli, um, back with yes. Rivals, wrote a really great story on Isaac 247. Trout. Sorry, 247. Oh, I even said it in my head before I said it out loud. I was like, no, it's just 247. Said the wrong one anyway. Um, <laughs> back at 247. Um, uh, he's a type 1 diabetic. It was a really interesting story about how he's managed that with playing Isaac basketball. Trout. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and that's and like... <laughs> It is not the same having a dog with diabetes as is having a child with diabetes yeah. by any means, but just having to deal with my dog with shots and monitoring and insulin and all this stuff. I was just like, wow, this is really interesting. Like, it's crazy how you have to factor in the athletics and, you know, because they say even for walks. Anyway, I'm just saying it's really cool right. that he's managed all that in the story. If you haven't read it, you should. Um, yeah, it's a great she mentioned, story. Yeah, it's really, really good. Um, she mentions that he wants to commit before senior season. Am I yes, making that he, he up? To, he told me that too. He wants okay. to commit basically, I'd say roughly by November. I was he like, isn't that before. soon? <laughs> yeah, like... no, it is. And, and that's <laughs> right. Yeah. And the, like, yeah. So like basically once September 9th comes, which is, I think that's the day is that's when coaches can go back out on the road. Uh, yeah. Gotcha. Then it's probably not going back out on the road for Isaac Trout. So that's why it's sort of a thing of like, they're going to have to make their call on UVA soon. Um, Wow. or the trouts are isaac is a really really good guy um yeah. you know i had the chance to talk to him a while back he he's very down to earth very down to earth family they're evaluating everything right now they're yeah. very in-depth they're looking at roster charts they're they're like they're looking at everything someone um, told me they're like sh that there was someone at uva medical that's like in the forefront of like type uh, one diabetes really? research they're like has anyone told them that and i'm like everyone ch chill out everyone relax i'm sure that they are aware of like what the best medical care for the situation quick get the message boards to help yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to the message boards um but i think yeah he's one that i i would love to see do you think the chet holmgren commit a few like a month ago whatever however long ago that was six weeks ago affects that at all or because they play yeah. so differently that it doesn't really matter for Gonzaga, I mean, I think, I mean. yeah, I think the Gonzaga thing is just a sign of the bigger teams coming yeah. more than it is like Gonzaga versus Specifically, UVA. Gen yeah. I mean, like Gonzaga is Gonzaga. And, and frankly, I think that that he will, I mean, also, you know, being out on that side of the country, you know, there's just um, that element of it too. You know, I, I think UVA as it stands right now, it's UVA against the field and it's a toss up, as I said, but yeah, I mean, okay, so Gonzaga definitely competitive. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, it just, it, it's, it, we're going to see what happens, I think fairly shortly. So, but I mean, he, he, he would be a big, big, big get. I Especially mean, 2022. With, yeah, you said yeah. with McNeely. Right. Um, and then if they can not lock down Dunn too, um, which which would be great. I mean, he's going to probably be, probably be visiting in the fall. I know they were trying to set that up, did not get a date on that. But, um, you know, those those two guys are basically who they're looking to fill out their 2022 class with. There's also Bobby Clintman, who they offered a long time ago yeah. um, out of Sweden. I might have missed that, messed that up. But um, he's coming to boarding school in kansas kansas has an offer out to him but basically right now they're just trying to get a look at him he's basically like a, a wing very similar to deandre hunter he has compared himself to deandre hunter uh, multiple times and talked about how much he loves uva i don't know if they're all in on him even oh, right. if they've offered him 
Um, but he's another option down the line if Trout doesn't happen, if Don doesn't happen. Um, but those two recruitments are probably going to pick up uh, steam shortly. Well, these, also, these Igor next looks two... fantastic, by the way. Igor is very, very big. I've seen him in OL. He's <laughs> massive. Yeah, you're our on-the-ground guy. Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. He would, Yeah, no, he, he's, he's going to be very good. These next two classes have plenty of space, you know. They do. Um, so you, you would think a guy like the Bobby, like you can, you can use some yeah. numbers here, and I know that's well, not think, their style yeah. ever, but right. I think they're going to stick with four for twenty twenty two, unless yeah. the question is, does uh, Bond redshirt? There's a potential for that, in which yeah. case he would just be pushing down to 2023, and then they could take five. I don't know if they're going to get five at this point. Um, obviously, there's the late ad potentiality but they really only want four guys coming in 2022 because they're trying to limit roster size with the right. transfers both to limit transfers out and also provide opportunities for transfers in because yeah. um, they don't want last year happening again they're not they're tony bennett just i mean we know tony bennett he wants to limit the amount of yeah. potential variables um, <laughs> and so yeah i mean but but i think that they're they're in good standing right now and, and are going to probably be able to build a pretty special 2022 class so caleb foster is the new uh five star to just ignore the stories about how much he loves Tony Bennett and UVA because he's just yeah, going to hang us out to dry when his uh, commitment eventually comes to play for John Shire. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the crystal, the crystal balls are coming in, I think. So. All right. So it might be even, it might be soon. All right. I don't it know. Better I to not get I it. Stop paying attention. Yeah. Man. Well, that's the thing is the, you know, keels, uh, they all get dragged out. So you, you hold the scholarship for a guy who waits the last minute to tell you no. And then, right. Then, and that's why UVA doesn't hang around. Right. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, thank you for that very informative update, Zach. Uh, look forward to hearing maybe good news soon in, in those regards. So uh, we'll be back next week to uh, run down, obviously, the, the schedule that might take up the whole time. But there's soccer to talk about, too. So potentially oh, throw yeah. in some more football in addition to the football. But uh, till then, keep keep it, uh, your, your, your browsers locked uh, to streakinglawn.com. And for everybody at the blog, I'm Pierce. See you next week. Go Hoos. 